0: Raisin Man Arena. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three four viewers. <gasps> four viewers. One, two, three. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. 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 <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> whoop. <laughs> yes. Look at one, this me two. on the big couch.
1: She got the catch to
0: That's
1: herself. That's how it should be. She got the whole couch to so. Wow. Wow. How long since we last did Razor Man Arena? Yeah. Do you want me to turn off the air conditioning or do you want to um, leave it on?
0: Do you think it's bad for the sound? Because I think I'll, I'm a good temperature. If you turn it off, I can last. Okay. Well, if it turn gets it too off hot, if, I can last. if it
1: gets too hot, we can uh, bring it back. Cool.
0: Yep so we we came out of a long break who long knows hiatus. what what was happening why it happened we can't <laughs> possibly who litigate knows? that yeah not <laughs> on the air not on the air but when we saw those jonah hill texts this week we said we got to get back on and emergency council <laughs> and tell people what to think about <laughs> this. emergency meeting on yeah. the jonah hill texts on the jonah hill texts
1: hmm. um oh my god my dad's
0: calling me home. oh that's kind of fun I'll just vamp. Um, Before we even get into the Jonah Hill, honestly, maybe we'll discuss another topic, which is... um the de-aging techniques used in the Irishman <laughs> versus the New Indiana Jones movie. Did you see the New Indiana Jones? Oh, yeah.
1: Will told me that it looks really bad, the de-aging. He said there's a scene where Harrison Ford comes out of the water and it's like not seamless. It's like, because like It's like old man's skin is coming out like a centimeter out of the water <laughs> and then it takes a second yeah. before it like turns young. So yeah. you can tell.
0: It looks pretty good, but it's just kind of like nothing would compare to seeing an actual actor's face. like Especially someone like Harrison Ford, who's a great actor. Well, to see him... Yeah. I remember
1: when I saw Harrison Ford in one of the new Star Wars movies, where he plays... Which one of the new Star Wars is he plays He plays
0: Han Solo. I mean, he plays Correct. In the new... Is he in the New Hope? I can't
1: remember even the names of them.
0: He's in the one with um, Ray? Yes. Yeah, he's in the and New there's, Hope.
1: And, like, I mean, the thing you just that gives him away is that he's old and his movements are like, there's a moment where he like mm-hmm. punches someone and it's so clearly like an old man throwing a punch. So it's like, you can't,
0: you can't fake that. Mm-hmm. That's something that Alex pointed out. We watched the Irishman that like Robert De Niro's fights in the movie and you're like, Bro, he's not moving like a spry young right. mobster <laughs> he would not be able to take he's that he's taking his time yeah
1: he's going nice um, and easy
0: but i think it looks surprisingly good i think ultimately you haven't seen indiana jones you mean the classic the, one the or? new one no i haven't seen the new one what's nice about it is i don't think this is a giveaway thing i think this is in the trailer um that it starts out, young Indiana Jones. Movie opens, we're with young Indiana Jones, it, World War II is raging on, and he's looking, st- trying to get an artifact back from the Nazis. Then, and they use Harrison Ford for young? Yes, and they use him for young. They could have just used a different guy. Totally totally and probably they did and then they just like mapped the harrison ford face oh so his body is i'm not sure i'm not sure i think he's probably the body's young because he's like climbing on top of a train and stuff and okay yeah um but then it's like cut to 20 years later it's the 1960s old real life old harrison ford in the 1960s because indiana jones is a 1940s guy He's, like, fighting the Nazis all the time.
1: Oh, that's right. And so he's, like, what, 40?
0: Yes. And then so when 20 we see years him pass, old. Yeah. That's it's such a shame because
1: I thought... I thought, oh, in this new Indiana Jones, it's like his his niece has an iPhone.
0: Mm, Indiana Jones 2023. That's what I thought, too. That's what...
1: And then he'd be like, what is that? And she's yes. like, well, it's an iPhone, Grandpa, yes. or whatever. But no, it's not even that. It's like the 60s. No, it's like
0: 1968. Okay. And we cut to Indiana Jones. He's waking up in the morning. He's old as fuck. And he's got these hippie neighbors that are like playing loud music. Wow. And he's like pissed off. Yeah. And he's grumpy. And the students at college don't like him anymore. You know, he's a professor. They don't like him. Because he's not woke. He's like, yeah, but in not-
1: the 60s way Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's not woke exactly. for the 60s which exactly. if you're not woke for the 60s d- and you d- imagine how unwoke you are for 2023
0: three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i thought that was kind of clever but it, honestly probably if you were like an indiana jones writer you're like it's not clever to just remember that it's set in the 40s <laughs> you're just like well that's the <laughs> first like, thing when you're doing the research yes
1: exactly what, but, what what
0: i kind of can't believe
1: is how that technology the de-aging technology it's literally like the same one they use on snapchat
0: really i mean that's like the ai basically yeah, i mean like it's facial like, masking it's thing. probably
1: like they they give it a few more layers of like work but it's like the same thing you see on tiktok have you seen those tiktok videos where like old people put on the young filter and then they start crying no you haven't Aww, seen this no there's all these like Aww. they were getting posted a lot where it's like old people Aww. and i think they uh, there was like a, a song that they would always put to it like an old song like Mm. from the 80s or something and it's like people in their 40s and 50s and they put on the filter and they see themselves young and then they start crying
0: oh that's too much for me i I know i know i was like i can't watch
1: one more of these that goes against god yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's not right there's a reason that we weren't supposed to see ourselves totally
0: but i guess the point i'm trying to make about this is that the indiana jones movie it's like they do the de-aging for the first 15 minutes but then it's old man Harrison Ford. And so it's like a little fun little element of it. But I saw a clip
1: of it and I was like, he still looks too slow to even do (laughs) the adventures that he has to do, right?
0: Yes, but he talks about that in the movie. He's like, fuck. He's like, I'm too old. Get (laughs) too old for this. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I Um,
1: I saw a clip where he's like doing a car chase and it mm-hmm. was so bizarre like it was so obviously cgi and yeah, he sort of Morocco, like swerves the car yeah. and he's like but you can tell he's like an old man serving the car
0: yes it's pretty crazy <laughs> and also it's like this would be giving away too much so i can't really say how it ends but it, <laughs> you know no spoilers it gets too get they get a little silly with it you know like indiana jones is always like you've seen the old ones yeah right? a long
1: time ago a long time yes. ago
0: it's very much based in like history and archaeology and kind of like oh but what if this artifact actually did have magical powers but you don't really see magical stuff happen it's always like oh maybe um there's like a part where like they open up the ark of the covenant in the first one and it like all the nazis turn into skeletons They melts them it melts them, they, it melts them. Yes. and that's like kind of fantastical but this movie takes it like
1: way way farther than way that. further
0: than that oh, i'm kind of curious where you're like, huh? you didn't
1: need to do that weren't there aliens in the in the last one the crystal i guess so Skull? maybe i didn't see the crystal Square. i didn't even see it either I yeah
0: don't know. but it's kind of funny when they do that it's an interesting thing as a movie viewer where you're like it's kind of like the portrait of dorian gray thing where you're like are you actually going to show us the painting or is it just going to be suggested that there's this thing but here they show they it really show you yeah they're like yeah so you have to see but anyway then i watched the irishman last night And the difference between the two is that... You did a double
1: feature, old man, (laughs) made young.
0: Yes, because I remember when the Irishman came out and I I heard about the de-aging thing and I was just like, I don't fuck with that. No, me neither. Yeah, like I just don't, I don't want to engage with it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's three and a half hours long, but I did the double feature. And for Indiana Jones, it's um, AI de-aging. And for the Irishman, it's like CGI, people did it.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: though this is something that i heard so (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't in the room but like ai you know the computer intelligence DH the images versus like uh cgi artist going in and like doing the work like in photoshop to i see yeah I yeah.
1: i need to like see what that process was so so how do these two technologies uh do against each other uh, which, which looks, looks, one is better
0: unfortunately the computer one is better the ai is better the irishman looks crazy really it looks bad yeah. it looks bad and it's also crazy because you're like i know what robert de niro looked like when he was young because i've seen him that. in the day of movies and it's not like us. yeah yeah but still good have you you haven't seen it i haven't seen the irishman no it's good it's a it's, good movie it's kind of like you know how people always say about prestige tv they're like this is just like a long movie that was like this is just a prestige tv show that's but like a movie movie. glued mix. all together into a movie. Because it's just like so many things happen. You never know where you are in the plot. You're like, and then another thing. And then this character comes in. And then a different guy we hadn't heard of for the first two hours. Can, I tell, you
1: like a, can I tell you like a hot take? Yeah. I don't know if I like all the like recent Scorsese movies. Whoa. I saw Goodfellas and I didn't like it. You don't like Goodfellas? I didn't like it. Wow, why, why? It felt like... I feel like such an idiot for saying this, but... uh uh-uh. I don't know. He makes these movies that are kind of these, like, epic, like, almost, like, I'm going to show you the entire life of someone. Like, this is kind of what Wolf yes. of Wall Street was like. Yes. And I don't know. I guess I, I really liked Hot Streets. And Hot Streets is, like, a little short story about these characters. But then these, like, long, like, the entire life of... <laughs> and Kyle, we're getting
0: someone saying go off, and then we're getting Kyle <laughs> saying insane fucked up dude. Yeah. It just is, like, it just was, like,
1: the whole life of this gangster, honestly, I feel like a lot of scenes, like, they don't, it just, I, I didn't feel like it, like, led to a conclusion, hmm. and I'm I'm kind of, like, hmm. uh, anal about, like, hmm. movies having, like, a nice structural, like, conclusion, but it just was, like, oh, that scene and this scene, then it, it ends with just sort of, like, I can't even remember if it's, like, his comeuppance or not, but it just, it didn't, like, lead to, like, a clear conclusion, and I was just, like, I don't care about this, like, the entire span of someone's life type of thing mm. i don't like that kind of epicness i like a story that's a
0: little more like a moment Show us a
1: snapshot a snapshot of, yeah i don't yeah. i don't know
0: maybe i'm just a fucking that's idiot interesting. for saying i that. thought it kind of worked with the irishman because the movie is honestly kind of about and this is why the de-aging thing maybe works. On it is hot. Yeah, put it it's hot it's too hot um it's about dying or like getting to the end of this man's life because the irishman is like a man, based on a true story, a man who seems to sort of randomly kind of get sucked into being a part of the mob, like just meets a guy one day and becomes a what do you call that it? Can happen? a hitman? Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> if watch a little, that. Have a little charm. Yeah. yeah. You can just get looped right in. Um, if, you're, and, if you're too much of a people pleaser. Yes. And he's not particularly smart or like he doesn't seek power. He just kind of goes along with whatever he's told to do. And um, every time they introduce a new character in the giant mob family they freeze and they put a little title on the screen that tells you how the person dies um and okay, most of them die like in 1980 of being shot and also be like died in 1981 shot six times in the head died in 1979 like, so, like killed in front of his like, family so there's this like running
1: theme about people of, like, dying
0: people dying and then the Irishman outlives everybody for whatever reason he just like doesn't die in prison he like gets away more or less with like everything that he did even though he like kills more people than everyone else and then he's just in a nursing home at the end and they're trying to the FBI wants to like tie up like some of these like unsolved murder cases, and they go to him in the nursing home where his family doesn't visit him because they hate him, and they're just like, "Man, just tell us like how did Jimmy Hoffa die? Like how did how did this happen? Like there's who are you protecting anymore? There's no one left." And the Irishman's just like, "You guys seem nice, but I can't help you." And like just want, and then he just st- like goes and buys his coffin um, <laughs> at a, the coffin store. Yeah, imagine so it really if is.
1: imagine if you could keep your friend's secrets that much. I know If that's just like your personality You just didn't You just can't You cannot gossip Even at the end of your life You cannot say I could never You cannot say about You know
0: I could never Two friends
1: who hooked up secretly or something I know,
0: God (laughs) It's so funny I mean, Charlie and Natalie on their podcast Have this bit about, um when you, someone tells you something and they say don't tell anyone and you're like immediately thinking of like okay well but this one person I'm gonna tell. Wait and they do
1: that because I've been doing that on stage with Simple Town. You've been doing that? I've been telling, oh, I've been saying something like that in a Simple Town sketch.
0: Oh that's funny. Well then don't listen to this episode of the podcast because right, right,
1: right now I'm the, pure yes, and I haven't stolen yes, it. Yes it's came just up parallel it.
0: thinking. You know what though
1: <sighs> I'm trying to think if I thought of it after listening to a bunch of their but po- Anyways doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But it's unbelievable to me to imagine keeping a secret for that long. At the end of your life, there's nobody left.
1: Yeah, you yeah. don't want to tell a juicy little secret yeah. about how Jimmy Hoffa died? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, well, so there it is. AI is better And uh, at the aging.
0: And doesn't like new Scorsese.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'll see his new movie. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street's kind of... There's just something like, I think just, maybe it's just movies like... I don't know, like, it's something about, like, I just saw the trailer for the new, like, Napoleon movie. I know that yeah. it's not <laughs> Scorsese who made That's that or Ridley's whatever. Scott. But there's just, like, a slickness and a look to, like, like big sort of... Filmmakers who at some point maybe were auteurs, which I know is maybe not the case with Ridley Scott, but it's, like, they kind of adopt this, like, really slick, like, Hollywood movie-making language, and it loses, like, edge or, like, auteur feeling. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in this, like... Epic big, like yeah. c- c- CGI enhanced, like no, totally, um, no. kind of authorless sort of camera that yeah. floats around the characters. And this kind of, I yeah. don't know, something about it doesn't like turn me on.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting to think that, like, very rarely does a director get enough fame, prestige, success that they get to j- basically keep making blockbuster Hollywood movies for 40 years. Um, and to imagine that like Spielberg and Scorsese have had the opportunity to like they've made bad movies and they still get to just like all right try another thing like for most people it's so difficult to make even a single movie and you like make an indie movie that happens to have like some modicum of success and they're like okay now you can direct this big budget movie but you really need it to be successful otherwise we'll never let you do it again it's over for you you. yeah and so like it's such a crazy artistic medium to be in filmmaking because it requires so much so to be one of the guys that like filmmaking for you is just like being handed a little a paintbrush and Watercolors And you're just like I'll make whatever I I
1: won't even read your script Like you will make Whatever thing you write
0: (laughs) Yeah Crazy
1: Yeah
0: Um, Do you like the Fablemans? Did you see that?
1: That's Spielberg No I didn't see it Me neither I didn't see it But I just saw Jaws For the first time
0: Yeah did you like that?
1: I loved it Loved it I thought it was great Yeah Um, Alright Raisin Man Arena Welcome back Welcome back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was the cold open We probably have Hello sexy Twenty more minutes.
0: Here we are out here. That's for fucking sure. Um. So yeah, you, you guys Jonah miss Hill. us? People miss uh, us.
1: What? I'm asking the people in the chat if they missed us.
0: Did you guys miss us, or what are you guys thinking about? Or was there anything you wanted us to comment on that kind of happened that you were like, I wonder what they would say. Would they? Yeah. They'd have a field day with this.
1: I got a I got a message on Instagram. I posted a bunch of drawings yesterday, mm-hmm. and someone was like, "Hey Felipe, I don't know if this is a dumb question, but how did you come up with your style?" Is that a thing that is a good question to ask? And they're like, maybe you can answer it on Reason, Man. Sam too.
0: Aww. <laughs> it was sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. And what's the answer? I answered them. Well, I have this question for you. You posted a bunch of stuff from your sketchbook and I looked at it and I was like, when you sit down to do a little doodle, are you like, I'm going to do a little guy looking into a reflecting pool? Or you just like start moving the pencil and something just comes Someone out Something comes of up. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess sometimes I always have different like goals mm. you know I'm like oh like when I was when I did that guy with the reflecting pool I think I was trying to make like little like story images I was like let me just write draw these little like simple images with like a little like clever little point or something mm. I mean it's not even that clever but
0: I mean you're drawing a funny guy you're like this is going to be a guy that has a really big nose
1: yeah, sometimes I'm, yeah you just sort of follow some instinct you're like okay like a big nose and I want it to be shaded a particular way so you start with that then you're like let's see how that I don't know. Uh, Yeah, you always have a different goal um, that you, like, approach a drawing with, I guess. But, I don't know. I, like, doodle a lot, but I'm not, like, an illustrator or something. I don't really turn them into much of anything. I mean, I guess animations, but not always.
0: Do you think you have the hands of a surgeon?
1: Hmm. I do think... People don't talk a lot about this, but I have learned this over time, is that drawing really is, like... uh, getting the muscles in your hand to be really precise. Um, Nobody talks about that. People don't. <laughs> and you kind of can't teach it. Like, the way that you're taught in a drawing classroom, it's like you just draw over and over, and you like how to look, how to see, how to, like, depict. Mm-hmm. But especially for, like, illustrative drawing, where you're, like, doing a lot with your wrist and, like, close, it's like it really is about, like, hand-eye coordination of, like, can I draw a curve with my hand? That's, yeah. like, really nice Yeah, like
0: that.
1: You get better yeah. at it.
0: I, As someone who's bad at drawing, it drives me insane just to think, like, I can just see the picture in my head. Now just, you know, <laughs> do what you see. It doesn't, but that's not, well, what, what worked for me. What I told
1: this person is I was like, I think style is like you're always imitating somebody else mm. and you're never, like, doing it right. So it just ends up looking like your own thing. But I was like, I'm always trying to imitate something I've seen. Like, every time I start to draw, I'm like, oh, I just saw this drawing. I want to imitate it. And then you never get there. So you're always trying to get somewhere, but you're never getting there.
0: Hmm. It's cool.
1: So in that way I relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so no there was nothing there was nothing that anyone wanted us to comment on.
0: Um, the idol. I didn't I was Bro. afraid to watch that. I watched the first <laughs>
1: I like watched every episode, then I watched the last episode, and I got so frustrated I didn't finish it. And then I just had somebody else tell me how it ended. <laughs> Why I, was, did you like, get frustrated? I was like I'm not even interested enough to find out how it ended. Really? Yeah, it just goes so off the rails. Like, it becomes a show where you can tell someone was in the editing room being like, oh, we don't have any of the footage we need. Like, we don't really know where the story's going. Characters just start, like, saying exposition for, like, long periods of time. The episodes are very lopsided. Even the first two episodes are, like, kind of good compared to, like, the last two episodes. Hmm. You're like, this is... Like, they fucked up. Like, it's not even, like... They're just like, they didn't get the footage they, they needed. Lost they it. don't have a good story to tell here. They don't know what the story is. Whoa. It gets really sloppy, and, I, and, it, and it makes you feel like, oh, there's not going to be a big, cool ending. It's just, they, they're going to end it however they can with the footage they shot.
0: And they just canceled the show, right? Like, they didn't actually show the whole first season, or was it just supposed to be five episodes? That's
1: a good question. They probably, I don't know. They were yeah. just like, it's going to be five. Wow. I don't know the behind the scenes that much. Hmm. But there was, like, a minute where I was, like, this show might be so dumb that it might be genius. Word. But then on the fourth episode, I was, like, no, this is just not, like, deliberate enough to... Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of different takes about people being, like, actually, it's really good, though. Actually, I really like it, though. And stuff. Where I was, like, I just... I don't even... I low-key
1: was trying to be one of those people. And I was, like, actually, (laughs) I think this is, like, great. Yeah. And then it went... Just characters started, like, having motivations. I was, like, I kind of don't even get what this... If this character feels one way or another about this and it changes from scene to scene and um, yeah, you just start to feel like it goes off the rails too much.
0: Catching my first Raisin' Man Arena live. How does it feel after finding you I binged near your entire life? Wow. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> how does it, it feel good. that after finding you I binged near your entire life? It feels really good. That they binged near our entire <laughs> lives? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it does feel good.
0: Um, I just got back from a film shoot. We haven't done an episode since that, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And it was good. You know, I kind of stopped producing because I was having bad, negative experiences but then um, you were like
1: let me do one cheeky shoot but
0: then i'd already agreed to do this one size you couldn't shoot. get out of it yeah um and it was good it was a good shoot and it was good vibes and everyone was really nice and i think the movie's gonna be good and india's a great director but it's just funny like working in this in-between space between like the no budget movie friends project and like i guess a real movie with a real budget that has enough money and this in-between space where it's like Certain things are, like, highly professionalized. Other things are really cutty. And people come with, like, all different expectations. And, like, yeah, it's just kind of... It's strange to figure out how you should be making a movie if you're someone that's kind of, like, on the fringes or an independent person.
1: What, what, like, in what way you were just, like... Yeah, be more specific.
0: Hmm. It's, like... I don't know. There's these funny different rules that come with like if you work on a set, you have to give people like lunch after 6 hours, you're required to give a meal. Um and while you're shooting, this is kind of like an old rule. If you're shooting and you're like kind of in the middle of doing a take and you hit the 6 hour minute, the AD or the director can ask the crew for grace and that means you get exactly 12 minutes more to keep shooting before like you have to give lunch um and so this is something that i see people do sometimes on like indie film sets and sometimes it'll like upset the crew or like make certain people angry because it's technically a union rule and it's like if it's a non-union crew they're like there's no such thing as grace like you can't ask for that um but also it's a
1: non-union crew there's it's
0: a union rule the grace thing right so if it's a non-union crew a lot of people will use that principle they'll still apply that but it technically it's not an actual thing, you know.
1: But I don't understand if it's a non-union crew, you can just be like, "We're working you can twelve just do hours." Whatever you Fuck want. you. Yeah,
0: no, totally. But you can't do that to people because they get upset. They get upset. So you're kind of working between, like, okay, here's the precedent. Here's how things are done. Um, we're trying to make this movie. We don't have enough money or enough time. Everyone's kind of here on a favor, but also there's still lines between what you can ask people to do and what you can't and like where the sort of exploitation starts or yeah. where Sometimes it's like, you would just think, oh, well, it took us so long to hike out to this waterfall. We might as well stay here for another hour and keep shooting this rather than go to lunch. But like, if you're on the crew, you're probably like, no, to me, I'm ready to eat lunch and I don't care. Like. Yeah, and so you're constantly negotiating as a producer And you can't have a sandwich
1: while you're, yes. like, operating the camera You're gonna get grease all over the yeah, buttons exactly,
0: like. exactly um, And just, like, seeing It didn't really come up a lot on this shoot Because everyone was, like, had a really down, kind of sweet energy That they all kind of got what the deal was But I've just been on indie shoots before Where, like, people will really get mad at, like uh, What's it called? It's a meal penalty If you serve the meals late um, And they'll, like, charge you for that uh, Really? Things like that But yeah. if they're not
1: union, how can they enforce that?
0: You can just bill for it, like, in the payroll system. Yeah. I don't know if this is interesting, but it, it's kind of, like, an interpersonal thing. Like, there's laws, if you make something in California, that's, like, you have to give the meal penalty money if you violate, like, go past six hours without I giving them a meal. Yeah. But it's they don't have that law in New York, but people still expect it by precedent. So that's just, like, one example. But there's just all kinds of weird technicalities and precedents that if you have people working on an indie film shoot who usually work on more professional shoots they have certain expectations coming in that it's like this is how it's done yeah so
1: even the even the union rules have like trickled down to Mm non-union shoots
0: exactly or like there is an issue I don't think this is bad to talk about but we were filming in um, Eliza's house and we were there longer than we had expected to be uh And they were shooting, like the crew was out shooting like away from the house, like uh, down the block or something. And there was a bunch of gear that was just in her house. And I just wanted to move it outside. But like one of the other producers was basically like, no, you're not allowed to touch like gear that's like not in your department. But right. you know, if when you work on stuff with your friends and stuff, you're like, I can touch the camera, I can, move t- this I can shit. touch whatever yeah. the fuck I want, we yeah. gotta move this shit, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's just funny sometimes, because like in unions, there is a rule that's like, only like, do not touch, do not move, like, don't pick anything up that's not... Well, it makes not, sense. Yeah.
1: It makes sense, why not?
0: Yeah, totally. You
1: drop something, Yeah,
0: like, but when you're doing something that's like kind of a low budget thing, you're like let's just scoop all this shit up and we'll be careful and it'll (laughs) be okay. Yeah. And all this thing. So I don't know. It's just kind of like a funny energy to be in where you're like, what rules like actually make sense from like the Hollywood world to apply to like a low budget thing. And what is like, this is a, so did you
1: ever do something where it was like, well, this isn't, this isn't how they would do it in a union shoot, but let's just do it.
0: Um, I guess you can't say I can't exactly say Because yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But surely things come up Let's just say
1: Actors boundaries Were violated repeatedly But I feel like
0: I'm getting Overly technical But I think the, the thing That's interesting about it Is just imagine Like if I were to make Like a feature film Or something like What is the best way To do it is it the best way to do it? Just to get people who are like really professional and good at their jobs? Well, or is it better to get a homie crew where well, you Sam, someone to Sam do the came back
1: from the shoot and he was like, if we make a movie, let's do it with non-union actors. <laughs> he was like, let's not get anyone that's who's funny. SAG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, okay. I was like, in theory, I like unions, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, working with SAG is pretty crazy. It's so much paperwork and there's so many rules. And yeah. Oh, yeah, it's interesting, interesting.
1: Um, But you enjoyed it You had a nice time going back I Did you want to go back to producing? I Did don't want to go back up? to
0: producing And it was funny I think you know, I can say this also That the line producer whose name is Livia Was so... On top of everything and the line producers I was the production manager so she's the person like right above me um she was so on top of everything and took care of all of the details so completely that I was like not stressed out the entire time great it was just like everything is going off we're showing up we have the permit they're expecting us like (laughs) that's awesome yeah the meals are ready the caterer knows what the allergies are like it's just happening fire so that made it Easy. It was like I was just moving snacks around to different tables <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, but it didn't make me want to go back. Because also, when I see someone who's really good at producing and really detour oriented like that, I'm like, like, Yeah, that ain't that ain't me. That ain't me.
1: <laughs> it's good so, to know your limitations. Yeah, that's good. I was kind of jealous that you guys were out in the woods, but then that was nice. It also seemed like it was work.
0: It was work, and also like there were ticks everywhere every day. You would be picking Wait, bro, ticks off Sam of you. Wait, bro. Sam came
1: back. Like a day after he came back or two, he was like, oh, just found a tick on me. Mm. And then he was like, "Uh, I hope it's not Lyme. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'm not worried. And I was like, if I was you.
0: I'd be scared. I'd be be worried out of my mind. (laughs) Sam, don't listen to this, but you should be worried. You should be scared. (laughs) Lyme disease is lifelong.
1: Yeah. No, but some people get. You get I, you I get remember treatment. I talked to someone who was like everyone around these parts has Lyme. I think we knew when we went to uh, Bloomington, someone was like people get it here all Everybody the time. Has Lyme. <laughs> like, serious. but it's like you, some people just get rid of it. Like, it, yeah. you have it forever, but you don't have the chronic whatever.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, but it's still scary to just have like tiny bugs trying to hide on your skin. Oh, it's disgusting! Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: disgusting. Yeah, so. tiny tiny bugs. But it was fun. Um, that rocks. That rocks. I can't even remember what. We haven't talked about since the last. Um, it's the last episode we talked about what the tour. What have we talked about? Did we talk about the tour? We talked about the tour. Did we talk um, about what has happened?
0: You did an epic two-prov set.
1: Ah, uh, yep. Me and Caroline. <laughs> yeah. You know, an
0: hour of improv. Hour two, of voices. Voices.
1: two voices complimenting One each other beautifully. One person stops
0: talking, the other's got to start, no matter what. No one's coming in to wipe the scene.
1: I'll say two this, people. you know, it was fun to do me and so simpletown got booked to do the bcc fun and dumb improv festival nice and i thought that would be fun because historically i've always wanted simpletown to do more improv it's not something that will or sam really want to do caroline is more on the improv side i'd say um and but they said yes to it but then we found out sam couldn't do it because he was going to europe oh shit and then at the beginning of the week i get a message uh someone is saying to me hey your show says it's on Sunday the not the Sunday the 9th but when I go on the page on the ticket page it says you're on Saturday the 8th I went to the email and what had happened they had said we want you to do a show on Saturday July 9th aka they gave me the number of Saturday they gave me the number of Sunday, but the day Saturday. That does not exist. Yeah, February thirty-first. Exactly. Yeah, it's as queer as a two-dollar, three-dollar yeah. <laughs> bill. Um, and oh, hell no. <laughs> and uh, and so I, when I went to put it on the calendar, I just fixated on 9th. Not Saturday. Nine. His I brain p- honed in on nine. nine. Picked up nine. Yeah, nine. I went to nine. Got nine, I nine on said, the brain. Nine. So a week before, someone says, "Huh, is it Saturday or Sunday?" I check. I see this discrepancy. I check in with the BCC staff. They said, "Oh, you're on Saturday." And come to find, Saturday, Will couldn't do it
0: because he was relaxing that day. Yeah, or something. He was <laughs> going to meet his niece for the first time. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful.
1: And. uh and uh, so then we're down two members, and when it's three, me- Simple Town. When we get booked, if it's rule of thumb, we d- only we will do three, but we won't do two people. Two is
0: not Simple Town. Two is That's not Simple two Town. People no. who know each other from Simple Town. It's exactly yeah.
1: <laughs> And so then it was down to me and Caroline, and we had done improv one time before. We had done a twenty-minute set, and it was surprisingly successful. It was electric. It was really good.
0: Every line, people were laughing, hanging off the words, hitting. Yeah, Yeah. they had the (laughs) stees. We
1: had the stees. We tapped into the flow state. (laughs) But this time, so we then so
0: So they came in overconfident. Well, no, (laughs) no, no. no. See,
1: because I knew I was like the worst thing we could do is think that this is in the bag and go in too confident. Yeah, to do an hour. But I also thought we shouldn't rehearse because that's going to psych us out. We should just go in and do it. So me and Caroline did it, and I'll say this. I was quite comfortable on stage. I love doing improv. It was fun. I don't think it was as good as our first one.
0: That's okay.
1: It wasn't as good as our first one. That's okay. But I felt calm on stage. Like, I didn't freak out. There were moments where I was like, ooh, we're not getting laughs. This is... This is about to be mm. an hour set.
0: We're lost. The we'll, ships lost. It's we'll find around. our way
1: back, but we have to have patience. Yeah. And it was okay, you know. I felt I came off stage and I felt ah, that was really fun. Like it wasn't a perfect set, but it was fun. Yeah. Um. And then Caroline did improv with Ladies Who Ranch. They are so good. Wow. And Caroline was so funny. They bust down. They bust it down. It was so fucking good. And I thought, man, like. I wish I could have been... You want to play with them. I wanted to play with them, or I was like, I wish I could have... Because then I saw Caroline being really funny, and I was like, oh, I wish I could have been that for her. Like, mm. so that she could have... You know, I was like, oh, now you're with your real group, and they're really like setting you up for success. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I failed you, because I can see that you're funny. There's not another set for me to Aww. do to prove yeah, that I could have been funny. Yeah, It's it's now the evidence is that you're the funny one, and I was the and one Fleet who Bid wasn't have holding the you up. I didn't yeah. have the riz. Yeah. So... But I've, I'm trying to just be like, put it behind you, because often after shows, I go into this like cycle where I'm yeah. like, I'm not funny. This sucks. Yeah. This fucking sucks. And I'm just trying to be like, it's in the past. Move forward. Totally.
0: Oh, only I could feel that way. Yeah. I'm haunted You got to read the power of now. So much. You got to read the, the, the power of now. <laughs> you got to read the power of now. It will change your Everything life. Everything happens in the present. Believe it or not. <laughs> Everything that's ever happened has happened in the present. And all problems are made up by your mind. That's right. Um, I went to the final late mic. Ever. How was that? Um, if you don't know, Late Mike is an open mic that uh, Colin Bird just started probably in like 2013 or something. He's really been that doing long? it for like 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, and originally was it, Nick Nanny in the original? He had a different co-host originally whose name I can't remember, who I never knew. Okay. And then Nick Nanny took over and they some, stopped some doing idiot. it. Some idiot. Yeah. <laughs> some idiot. They stopped doing it uh, because of the pandemic. And then now Colin is moving to L.A. And this was a kind of an iconic mic and It the was the Brooklyn first scene. mic I ever
1: did when I moved here. Yeah.
0: And it, the style it's called late mic and the way it works is that if you go up to the mic to do stand up you get three minutes. Or you can sit down on the couch, the kind of late night television style couch where Colin is the host and Nick is the sidekick and you can have five minutes to talk on the couch and people will do characters or just be themselves. So people would just take their stand up and then tell it like you would if you were right, a celebrity you were, yeah. talking about going to the dentist or whatever. Um... So this was the final one that they wanted to do to be like, goodbye colin being in new york and um, it was funny it was fun and they were great uh and colin had like his original desk set up the actual desk he used to use and like the picture of the moon that they hang wow. in the background and like it was he all would always stuff. do a funny
1: thing where he had like a mug of coffee but inside was a can of beer yeah and he would drink <laughs> the beer that way
0: yes and like you, you get to sign up for the mic but you also get to like write monologue jokes and then he just like reads as if he's doing a monologue on the show there's like bad jokes everybody's written and it's very fun um but something that it really made me feel was Such like a good idea for a mic it was it's a great idea for a mic. Mike, but it was a slog. I don't doubt it. How long did it go You for? know, it started at, like, 10, and it went past midnight. I always um,
1: admired that, like, Nick and Colin really had to keep the energy. Mm-hmm. Their
0: energy, they're on the whole time. They're not just getting up and being, like, the next five comics. Right. They're talking to these people. Yes. And some people really come to the show to just be like, I don't have anything. I'm just going to kind of rely on Colin and Nick to, like, carry me through well, often, my five Well, often, like, minutes. the most
1: epic time, like, things that would happen at late Mike was essentially, like... Colin uh, and Nick like basically making fun of a weird guy on the couch. Yes, (laughs) Yes. Some guy who was like totally socially inept and they would just subtly like be making fun of
0: him. Yes. Tim Platt said uh that late mic is not a safe space to try out bits that Colin and Nick don't like. Yes. Because um, <laughs> they'd be mean. Yeah. Um, it, but in a funny way. But anyway, so it was really like kind of long and a little brutal. You know, there are people who actually just came because they saw like we had posted on the LifeWell page and be like, there's an open mic and they just came to do the open mic like random right. people yes. who didn't know what it
1: was. And you guys famously um, do not want to do an open mic. We don't want to do an
0: open mic. We don't have an open mic and yeah. we don't, we don't try to attract random guys that right. do stand-up comedy. <laughs> is for the heads <laughs> yes um and it just made me feel this like intense feeling of like a lot of times when the nostalgia for something in the past at its purest form is for something that is not totally enjoyable or good things that are easy to enjoy and like really available to everyone to just kind of like love and have fun with are not as um powerful source of nostalgia as something where it's like you endure it together or something yeah you know like being an open mic comedian is a really brutal thing and that's why it's so fun to be like oh remember this guy we used to see remember how this used to be totally or like
1: a night where you like slog through like an hour or two hours and then at the end there was one funny event that happened where someone was being weird on stage and people started like yelling or jeering and then it's like the
0: power of that came from how much of a slog it was to get to this moment you're like wow that person was really funny totally yeah and so it just made me feel for like i was like this was kind of brutal but that is part of the point and why it's so magical (laughs) yeah because if it's if going to an open mic was just like going to see a movie or something wouldn't be wouldn't be what it is
1: no it's true yeah and and open mics they have a they have a captive audience because everyone has to stay to see when their name gets called (laughs) so it's like it's like the worst form of torture that's right you can't leave but you have to sit through like hours of people doing yes. stand-up
0: yes and it made me think all mics should be like efficiency mic at least in just having the countdown clock because sometimes you're in the middle of somebody's open mic set and you're like god they've definitely been up there for yeah. five minutes <laughs> what the fuck is going on
1: <laughs> no late mic is 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 goaded for that yeah for like the speed of that mic they
0: have the kitchen timer that like oh yes that's have, true yeah. they have a kitchen
1: timer <laughs> so. no i used to love i used to love going in late mic um i mean some nights it was boring yes but all mics are boring some nights <laughs> yeah and I always remember, I always was like, oh, it's, you have to do the couch, and you kind of can't do bits. You just have to, like, have we fun have on the couch. the couch. It's not, it's not really for trying your shit out, and, and I never, like, hacked it. It was really the people who did well were, like, there, like, Colin and Nick's, like, friends yes. who they knew how to riff with. Yes,
0: totally. Um, yeah. People who would come and do their certain characters. That they yeah. liked. Yeah, yes. Totally so that was fun that's nice
1: wow that's so sad yeah but it's interesting
0: yeah that kind of like happy sad feeling of being like huh and that's that and now Colin because Colin was someone who you know I don't want to be too get too into it but someone who when I moved to New York City I was like I'm scared of that guy because he's really funny and he has this cool mic, and it's like "Ah, oh okay
1: bye yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, Um, I know Yeah, yeah that was the first mic I did and I remember very, like, vividly bombing. <laughs> first, literally the first mic I went to the wow. day I moved to, wow. or maybe, like, two days after I moved to Brooklyn. Wow, you uh, go hard. I was like, I got to get right into it. Wow. And, um, yeah, and I just remember, like, bombing, 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 bombing. Damn, the
0: first mic I did when I went to, moved to Brooklyn was... Um creek in the cave which is a great place to bomb at because it's so like anonymous downstairs Mm -hmm. that is so nasty yes oh it's awful disgusting (laughs) it's awful no one's paying attention you're Um, literally in
1: like those boxes that they make for people to smoke inside
0: yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) like it's like like glass windows but it was kind
0: of nice just in that i like it wasn't where people that i became friends with would do mics ultimately so you would just go there bomb for four minutes and be like all right now I can go to the Lazy Ranch, Mike, or no, something, and like so have a nice dumb. time. I
1: remember like having such a bad time, and like yeah. a guy like yeah mispronouncing my name, but like, and I don't <laughs> care about that. But the way yeah. he did it was like kind of annoying. Yeah. Or, I don't know, it was just like really bad. Funny.
0: Um. Yeah, we're gonna do ten more minutes, folks, and then I have to go. Um, I have another topic. What's your topic? Have you heard about this UFO stuff?
1: know what's the UFO stuff? <laughs>
0: I'm
1: like, I've, I like go I'm between tired. being like excited about it, but then I'm like, I'm a skeptic. I don't think it's You're true. skeptical? I don't, I don't know, thing's real.
0: Um, so there's this man who has worked in some part of the military or for the government. I need to figure out what his official role was. Um, but he's using the like congressional whistleblower program to whistleblow on the fact that the government has a secret UFO agency and that they've been concealing UFO ships And like knowledge Of UFO activities And he's gonna be Briefing congress At the end of the month Well I'm Waiting with bated breath (laughs) And he said stuff like That the The agency like A UFO landed in like uh, Italy Like in the 40s Like under Mussolini And that the Vatican And the United States government Like collaborated to like Get the UFO out of Italy And like to the United States And they have other UFOs That are like too big to move There's one that's big As a, a football field Wow Yeah Like he's saying some ass shit. Bro, I hope. I mean And he said that people American citizens have been killed to keep concealed so what's okay. happened.
1: So this is basically like my take my take so on that. Do you do know about this or no? Yes, yes. Yeah. Will and Sam were talking about yeah. it. Okay. Um but like so you know in the like the video the the um, I guess like the Pentagon put it put out these videos of people filming these like little tic tac shaped things flying through the air.
0: Yes. And um <laughs> Aliens hitting the gritty. That's so true. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, and so that came out, and some people were like, "Cool," and some people were like, "Whatever." This is just like some shit that these like different government agencies do to like justify budget increases. Like da 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 da. Anyways, so we showed Scary Car. This sounds unrelated, but we showed Scary Car at the no budget screening, and this woman came up to us afterwards, and she was like, "Look, I'm in the Navy." She's like, "I've seen that shit." She's like I've seen those. And so then she proceeds to hold court in the in the Nighthawk bar being like I'm in the fucking Navy and we have spent whole nights like looking up in the sky. She's like we saw these things that are floating up in the sky. We are like trained to recognize all sorts of stuff. We do not recognize it. It appears on the radar. Um, we went to like wake up our our like you know the person who's above us or whatever and he came out and he was like looked at it for a while and was like I don't know what the fuck that is who knows she was like it's he's, she's like and my brother he's in the air force and he's fl- been flying around and he sees them all the time they're like a school bus sized or whatever wow so she's yeah. like she's like uh he, yeah she, she she was like i've seen them all the time um and we and i was like entranced. i was like this is so cool so awesome and then i was talking to my dad who's like historically like kind of a skeptic but he was like look he's like he's like I always wanted to believe too. He's like, believe me, I was like a big, like a lover of like alien shit. He's like, I'm a pilot. He's like, I've had a combined, I don't know, one million hours of flying. I mean, he's now like 64, I think, and he's been flying since he he's was like a million hours. He's 30, and he's been, he flies all the time. He's like, I have never once seen anything. He's like, there is no evidence that there are aliens, and all the science we have tells us that. There, there's, like, no way for them to arrive, even if there were. He's like, there is no evidence. There is evidence that there are unknown things in the sky. They could be anything. He's like, I have never once seen evidence. He's like, and I just don't well, think it's real. Well, the whistleblower
0: said that they're not coming from other planets. They're coming from other dimensions. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what's your dad say to that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But I'm, I'm low-key, like, if indeed that were true, it would upend, like, it would upend our understanding of physics, like, so deeply that, I don't know, it's like, how would that not, like, reverberate through, like, our entire, yeah like, technological... Stuff would be happening. Infrastructure. Things
0: would be occurring. Low-key,
1: scientists would be like, yo, we figured out wormholes, and everyone would be like, how? And they'd be like,
0: uh, don't worry about it. Yes, right. Just the idea that mad people would have kept this a secret and tell this one guy that, like, X-Files is real life Like they wouldn't That would be Wouldn't we know? Wouldn't we know? I don't fucking I don't know. know
1: I don't know I don't But know. I guess Just when my dad said that It was like It like woke me up Into like grown up world I was Yeah like, Yeah it's true They're not Like I believe in alien I believe in alien life
0: Yeah I don't know
1: Maybe there are And that would be cool But it's just like I just It doesn't line up It's like Wouldn't we like Have a whole different setup If yeah. if indeed the government Had all these aliens chilling In some yeah. building Wouldn't
0: We just like just shit would be different yes right something funny about it is it's really like clarified for me kind of a difference between me and certain other people in my life that like i know the truth of my heart is i don't want it to be real I already, you don't want it to be real. I feel so overwhelmed by life And trying to finish my script And balance my friendship With keeping my room clean and stuff That I'm like, I can't have this Aliens, yeah I can't make that make sense for me There's already so much I'm trying to make make sense And like wrap my mind around It's like too much And other people are like Ready for the next adventure They're like, bring it on I'm getting on the ship I'm going with Well, let them. me ask
1: you this What's missing from your life that you need aliens to be here? I'm
0: saying! Is it the world, I'm saying. Isn't the world beautiful enough? Yes. And There's so yes. much mystery in our world. Yes! There's already alien life on Earth. Your neighbor who you haven't met yet. <laughs>
1: like, uh, geez. Say it, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: Just feels, yeah, Alex told me that he, have you seen um, Close Encounters? A long it's time Spielberg ago. Spielberg movie. Yeah. It ends with like some of the people just like going with the aliens and getting on their ship and everyone's like, bye. Um, and Alex, like, I would get on the ship. I would absolutely not. No, why would I no. get on the ship? What about my kids? What about my mom? <laughs> I, what about my responsibility? If you get on the ship, you're sus. Yeah. <laughs> totally. what, what are you running from? What are you running from? Where are you trying to? get And what to? are you gonna find yeah,
1: well, on the alien ship? Yeah, that you can't find here.
0: Literally. So. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm skeptical. It just all feels like. It feels fucky. <laughs> it's like, who is that guy? Everyone's like, that guy? some guy is whistleblowing. Who is he? Yes. I don't
0: even know his name. What does he do? Also, people are saying that something that's like kind of sets about it is that if you're using the official whistleblower program, you've gotten some kind of departmental approval to like reveal certain things. So like, it's not going to be whatever he actually reveals won't be that crazy. Because like, if they were really trying to keep it top secret, they would not let this man reveal. Right. Like, stuff. what? Yeah. I yeah. just,
1: I just don't know. I simply don't know. So we'll see. I want to see pictures. And then this woman at the Nighthawk screening, who was telling us about being <laughs> in the Navy, she's like, "Well, I know I know certain things that I can't say." And I'm like, <laughs> "You have the audacity Bro, to you're like, at the Nighthawk bar to like hold court right now?" Yeah. And then and you're like, "I've seen the aliens. I've seen the aliens." A.K. Also, by the way, there's other shit I'm not saying. And I'm like, "What is the story even?" Then
0: yeah. Totally. You're not even telling totally. me there's shit you're not telling me in the story. That's some Irish man shit. Who are you protecting? Just fucking say. Tell her your story. Just exactly. Yeah. Who are you protecting? <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah. Her your one friend.
1: And if I found out, what would I do? Come on raise a man, say it to someone? They wouldn't I wouldn't be believed.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Would they will they make my life better? Will they will they make will they make life on our planet better? Well, you know,
1: Stephen Hawking he used to say that like history shows us that any like 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 alien race, if they ever came down and they had like a better technology than us, they would inevitably wipe us out. They wouldn't help us. They would wipe us out, but then I read this tweet. I mean, you know, it was just someone on Twitter. but <laughs> they what? said if aliens if aliens could travel through like space time to arrive to us they would have solved the problem of scarcity many times over such that they wouldn't need to wipe us out Mm. and I thought
0: which which one is it it?" which one is it yeah
1: ultimately it's just kind of speculation and a vibe that you get
0: yeah (laughs) yeah I guess I just feel like knowing that they wouldn't probably be able to like talk to us yeah I just don't even know where to begin I don't know where it be. They're just going to be like a light. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like what it would have be It's
1: like if there were aliens, if literally on television they said confirmed aliens. Yeah. Then it's like, what does that open up in terms of like, because you're right. It's like, I'm already trying to get a hold of like my own life. Yes. And suddenly you're. There's another there's, dimension. There's another whole thing. And we're
0: invited there. Or people are going to be coming from there and we don't even know when and why. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I
1: could deal with that. I couldn't deal with that.
0: It also made me feel kind of jealous when I first heard about this to think that, like, I work at a store, I run a warehouse space. There's other people in the government who are actually living like Star Trek. Like, they know (laughs) about aliens and they go to work every day and they get to see the spaceships and, like, figure that out. That, what the fuck That's so cool For them You envy that I'm just like Your life is good Hmm Imagine if My life is good Yeah and somebody else Told me that like Probably the people Who get hired to do that Their whole family is dead They don't have any friends Oh they're, yeah like, They're like Total psychos yes, it's like I They're yeah. like picked By the FBI As like people Who can be controlled And Right who have yeah, no Links obsessed to Obsessed with their work yet. Yeah um,
1: So maybe It could never be me But Imagine Imagine that You like have seen The aliens You have like Contended with the very, like, re- the reality of, like, uh, t- traveling through dimensions and, like, different life force forms. And then Friday rolls around, and then the payroll person's like... Hey, you didn't input your payroll, so we're not going to be able to pay you this month. Like, you forgot. (laughs) And they're like, we're going to need you to input the payroll. And and when you do the payroll, there needs to be, like, separate columns. Because you did a little bit of work for this one department and for another. (laughs) And and then you have to deal with that. And you're like, I've seen an alien spaceship. Do you
0: understand what I'm working on?
1: (laughs) Do you know, understand what I know in my brain? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah.
0: Just seems cool, like fun, water cooler stuff. Yeah, the alien Um, stuff. Yeah, I
1: feel bad for being a curmudgeon and being anti. Like, I should like allow. I should allow like the possibility of like the unknown, and I do allow the possibility of the unknown into my life. but But they really gotta convince me. Yeah, it's true. If I'm if I'm hanging by the every word of like some government asshole.
0: Yeah, the rules of reality just feel so set, and I understand that a thousand years ago people thought the sun went around the earth and then and they so, changed their mind Yeah and then they changed their minds about the whole thing. But since I've been alive, it's been pretty locked in and held pretty true.
1: Well I no, but I'd say this the ways in which reality has changed are things that you can't even conceive of. Like for instance in quantum physics where they're like yeah. we have just found out that like atoms, like qu- <laughs> quasars and quarks can move actually like yes. at a half the speed yes. and, and they're like this is the biggest discovery that scientists have That's ever made true. and you're like, well I don't know what that means. And there's
0: the new Apple product. Oh, the new glasses. The new glasses. And you
1: can watch TV as if it was above the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Would you wear those? No. You wouldn't <laughs> wear those? That's another
0: thing. I'm like, that's too much. You don't, Stop. You do not wear those? Everybody's saying it, the technology's too much. Don't make those. You don't think they should? I don't think they should. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. <laughs> All right, I have to get off and get on this call. Okay. So... Well, Thank you guys so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for listening to Raisin Man, everybody.
0: And have a, a great day, I guess.
1: Have a happy summer.
0: Oh. Me when particles change their behavior when they're not being watched, like those motherfuckers have emotions. Love you, Raisin Man. Thank you, Lyndon, Biden, Perez. Bye. Goodbye.
1: Raisin Man Arena.